Happy Thanksgiving to our American audience out there and to our non-American audience out there. About a month or so ago, we decided to start publishing episodes every week, but that means that for things like holidays, we are going to take weeks off or maybe do a best of episode. But in this case, we're going to throw it back to an episode we did around this time last year, which we both thought this was an episode that really turned the tide for our podcast. We really started hitting our stride. And since our audience has grown so much over the last year, we thought it would be a good idea to kind of re-release this one. It's timely. It's about Black Friday and how and why stores are opening earlier and earlier and the game theory conundrum that these stores are in. We hope you enjoy and we'll be back with new content after the holiday. For more than 60 years, Black Friday has loomed large over the Thanksgiving holiday. For those who weren't too hungover or full, or for those who actually enjoy early morning shopping, the day after Thanksgiving has provided some of the best discounts of the year. Meant to serve as the official start of the Christmas season, the discount rush began as a clever way for retailers to one-up their competition. But once stores started opening earlier and earlier, the prisoner's dilemma was on. In recent years, it's devolved into a gluttonous mess that serves only the most aggressive shoppers and the news channels who are short of content. In the mid-2000s, stores began their discounts on Thanksgiving Day, an all-time low. But that's changed in recent years. In this episode, we talk about the history, mythology, and strategy of Black Friday. Black Friday is upon us. As you know, Black Friday is the day shoppers go berserk for holiday deals. Last year, 26 people died and 461 were seriously injured. This winter, the mall is offering 80% off to the first 30 people in the store. And welcome into episode 18 of the Game Theory Podcast, our podcast about strategy, competition, and decision-making. Also some policy stuff and some games and board games and whatnot. Chris, it's uh, as we record this, Thanksgiving and the holidays are coming around the corner. I see you've got a Santa on your shelf. Yeah, um, I, I decided to just give in and say, you know what, post-Halloween is Christmas this year. There's only so much you can do about that. Yeah, when I so when we were in college, I... Notre Dame, which is where you went to school, only had, I think, either Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off or just Wednesday or Thursday, Friday. So you don't have a Thanksgiving break, but I went to a state school. So they were like, yeah, we're going to take a whole week off and then come back and do finals, which is much stupider. So I went to go visit you. I thought that was the move. Like, we'll go visit Chris. I'll walk around Notre Dame. I'll mostly just drink Starbucks and listen to Mike and Mike in the morning. And walking across the Notre Dame campus, this is before Thanksgiving. I heard the Mariah Carey song. I want to say a murderable amount of times. Yeah, basically. I'm pretty sure that's like, the college campus equivalent of like a mating ritual. You just like, you just got to play Mariah Carey as soon, as soon as spooky season is over, then she comes out. Yeah, that, that's true. Uh, speaking of that, Chris, speaking of spooky season and all of our pocket, you can check out all of our libraries. We're going to fix the YouTube channel. Hopefully the YouTube channel, we're migrating it from my personal YouTube channel to an actual game theory YouTube channel. This episode is available on YouTube, including that clip from South Park hashtag don't sue us. We appreciate five-star reviews on Apple podcasts that help people find it and blah, blah, blah. You can. We also appreciate reviews of Nick's personal videos, which include his acting repertoire, 
the reputation of those videos, I think, has improved dramatically since YouTube got rid of the dislike function. That, yeah, that, so statistically, it's gone up to 100% like ratio. Basically, it gives me a chance to re-review with a clean slate. Right, 100%. So, Chris, as we record this, the World Chess Championships are coming up. I am, when I'm in a state that allows such behavior, going to place a bet on world champion Magnus Carlsen to win. And I'm going to place a bet on a checkmate. I don't know which game I'm going to bet on checkmate. I'm just going to... He hasn't had a che- he's only had a handful of checkmates in like the first three or four, so I'm going to go for a later one. You can listen to a chess episode in our back catalog. That's available. But it's Thanksgiving time, and there are a couple Thanksgiving traditions that are my favorite. One of those is on the internet. We argue about which Thanksgiving food is actually bullshit, but we all buy into it because we have to. Do you have any of those? Uh, yeah. En- enough with the canned cranberries, you guys. I, I don't know what it is with people pretending to like this garbage, but I mean, it's like, it's like if you dunked a whole wad of blue and red Legos into vinegar for like three years and then decided to eat it. I don't, I don't get that. It just, it tastes like trash. It's not fun to eat. Like you ever just like, like the texture of that stuff. Like when I was a kid, I loved it, but that's cause I was four years old. Also it's like jello, but not sweet. So it's like not right. Twitter. It's gross. I have one. That's bizarre. Twitter today, just to get some reaction. I think stuffing is good. It's, it's easy to cook a C plus stuffing, and I don't love C plus stuffing. It's it's hard to cook a C plus stuffing. But no, you 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 got the, you got this all backwards. Stuffing is always great. It's always great. Like you you can't mess it up. I don't know that that's a hundred percent true. To be honest with you. So that being well, said, you can do, you can just slather it in gravy and just have it swim around, and then it's good to go. I well yeah, I mean that's true for literally all food. <laughs> I, uh, well, I, I mean, have a, I do have a food hot take, and it's not stuffing. My food hot take is that. Pumpkin pie is a bit of a checklist thing for me, not something that I enjoy. You know what? That's a good point. Yeah. I used to be really, really, really into pumpkin pie, and now it's become like, it's okay, ritual. yeah, tis the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a ritual. Like, I'm having my pumpkin pie. I'm having my cup of coffee because I heard it in that one Christmas song. I have a pumpkin pie. You have a cup of coffee. You play some football. You watch some football. And, Chris, you go shopping, which is what this episode is all about. They say that segue. That's how you drive the bus, folks. That's how you drive the wow. bus. So I wanted to do, we want to do timely stuff. We have the World Chess Championships, college football, and now we're going to do Black Friday. And I found, I was like, you know what? I bet Black Friday would be a good theory. Like, let's put it on the board. We're going to do a Black Friday episode. Turns out it's a really great thing because what's happening is like this double prisoner's dilemma thing that is screwing everyone. If you've been sitting on your couch watching Charlie Brown's Christmas special and enjoying Thanksgiving leftovers at 9 p.m. like a good American, and you've seen news coverage of people rushing into stores at 7 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day, and you're like, what the hell is happening in this country? I'm going to tell you. It's similar to the American healthcare system in that everyone is getting screwed and no one knows how to stop it. So we're going to get into that. But Chris, I heard on the radio that Black Friday is because the stores are operating at a profit loss throughout the year and that the black means that after Black Friday, they get into the black and they all turn a profit. Yeah. Uh, that's horseshit. <laughs> Damn it. There's no evidence to support that. I mean, it's it sounds really cool. It's like, oh, yeah. and It, it, so, it sounds like one of those things that, that you think you heard somewhere or like you might have read it a long time ago, but you yeah. don't know where. Paul it's Harvey. Like, oh, yeah. Me. No, I took. Yeah. Okay. Paul Harvey. He got hoodwinked. He absolutely got hoodwinked. Everybody that believed him got hoodwinked. Uh, there's not really any evidence to support that. I mean, I don't know what the financials of large corporations look like, but <laughs> especially now that the internet exists, like, no, they're not. They're not operating in the red until magically Black Friday. Yeah, that's I'll tell you enough. where that story came from, though. Yeah. So our man Paul Harvey knew what he was saying, and that really was a story that 
uh, that came out about Black Friday. But the origin, the people who trotted out the story, uh, are actually the companies themselves. Mm. Spin zone. Yeah. PR firms, marketers are the worst people on the planet. Yeah, spin zone. <laughs> so the astute listener, Nick, I'm sure you're following along, mm. is probably wondering, well, Chris, what's the real story? Yeah, and when you told me the real story, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, having lived in this particular town, makes sense. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it just... It, 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 if, look, Philadelphia is one of the cities that just has a personality. Yeah. Can't deny it. Some cities don't. Yeah. Some cities don't. I'm not going to name any names, like Washington, D.C., for example. I'm not going to name them. San Jose uh, definitely has personality. I would never say that they don't. Yeah, never. never. Silicon Philadelphia Valley is a real place. Yeah, Philly, For Philly sure. New Orleans, San Diego, these are places where people live and they love their lives. Well, yeah. they hate each other. Well, Nick, <laughs> Black Friday uh, actually has its origins uh, in two separate places. Uh, they're kind of disconnected from each other because one was more of a specific event and the other one is the recurring thing that we see basically every year. Okay, so there's like a one-off thing in history that just was weird. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, so the first recorded use of the term Black Friday, uh, at least in the U.S., uh, came in 1869. Uh, these two Wall Street guys named Jay Gould and Jim Fisk. Oh, my God. Who just sound like villains. Yes. What? Those are real names. <laughs> yeah. Jay Gould? Yeah. yeah. All right. That's me. Yeah. That's me. No discrimination yeah. here. Yeah. So these Wall Street guys, <laughs> uh, they worked together to corner the gold market. Right. They just bought as much gold as they possibly could all throughout America. And their plan was simple. Just really dramatically reduce the supply and jack up the price. However, uh, as you might imagine, that scheme fell through because inevitably people found out about it. And when people found out that the price of gold had been artificially inflated by a guy named Gold... They lost their shit, and the price of gold tumbled, and there was a huge, huge crash in the stock market. Stocks tumbled, values went out the window, uh, and it was a terrible, terrible day. Uh, it was not the third Thursday in November, uh, or I guess the third Friday in November, or the fourth Friday in November. Mm. Uh, it was September 24th, 1869. And shout out to Sarah Pruitt for that story. It was on the History Channel. Chris, um, I have a really... Wait, is that the History Channel one? I think it is. Okay, is it not? We'll figure. Well, out. whether it's the History Channel, yeah, yeah. I mean, we uh, we did see that from Sarah Pru in the History Channel. Great. So, uh, um, but that's just what happened. I missed the fact that the guy's name was Gold and it was about gold. Man, what a villainous! <laughs> I will have all the gold in the world. It would be renamed Gould. So, to me, this sounds like a, a situation where you see this with strong and gate. Those two suffixes. Whenever there's like a thing <laughs> that happened, it's like this is you know Boston Strong was the thing when during the Boston Marathon, th and now anytime something bad happens, like I'm. I don't know. I'm looking at the crap behind me. I am book strong or whatever. Like everybody just adds it. And it's the same thing with gate. Like, what are you going to do about Watergate? And then it's about drinking gate and DUI gate and gate and gate. This is like a thing. So black Friday to me, the black thing is when bad things happen on this day. It's like, we, we know that black Tuesday is when the depression happened. It's like, well, it's a bad day. So black, black day. Then I think it became like a real recurring thing at a specific point in time that is a, a market on the calendar moment in the greatest and maddest city in the Western Hemisphere of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much true. Uh, I don't know the exact date or year that this happened, mm. but in the 1950s, Philadelphia City Police used to describe the, 
day after Thanksgiving as Black Friday, <laughs> and they were describing the chaos that that ensued on this quasi holiday as people just flooded to the stores. Tourists came from all over the place. Uh, and in addition to that, the Army Navy football game, America's football game, right. was held that Saturday every year. So uh-huh. a bunch of people were coming in for that. Is that still true? It's pretty close. Now they've added season, added weeks on the season. It used to be that would make sense. It's rivalry week for the rest of the country. No, it, it, I, I think now it's a little bit later, and December. I don't think it's in Philadelphia anymore. It is. It is in Philadelphia often. Oh, is it? It is. They do it occasionally in New York, occasionally in D.C., but usually it's in Philly because it's halfway between Annapolis and West Point. Oh. Yeah, okay. so I know that because they get all the Army boys. They all watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I used to live right there to the Patty's Pub, the thing that was the show was based off of, the actual Patty's Pub. And let me tell you, I don't know about the Navy boys, but the Army boys, they go there, they take pictures, and they, they raise some hell. I can tell you that for a fact. They have themselves a good old time on the Friday before the Army-Navy game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Which, I mean, shouts those look, look I, I got all the respect in the world for Army football. Yeah. All the respect in the world for Navy football. You know, my boys wouldn't be there. My Irish wouldn't be there if not for the Navy. Um, all the respect in the world. I'll tell you what, Air Force, I don't really have time for them. Not a, out on Air Force? That's a Wyoming take, too. Like, no. Go on. Yeah. Get out. Yeah, like, look, look, you know what? Get off your high horse. Yeah. You know? That's fair. Just, just stop it. I saw some stuff I read it from them. Okay, so... Black Friday starts in Philadelphia. The cops are scared of the mainline housewives, which they should be. I am scared of the mainline housewives from the suburbs and the tourists. So now we have this yep. thing where people are like, Thanksgiving is over. You can put your way your turkey in your china. It's time to shop for Christmas because back in those days we had decorum. You don't wear white after Labor Day. And now all hell has broken loose because this is America where we are here to make money, Chris. So I'm going to tell you how this hunky-dory shit show from 1951, which was not, cannot possibly have been the same shit show that we're dealing with today. It is not possible. I'm sure it was an adjustable shit. Well, actually, now that I think about that, I'll, they I'll didn't have that They didn't have portable it. cameras That's true. We back don't know in the day. You, yeah. Right, right. I mean, could you ima- can you imagine? Can you imagine if people had portable cameras just on all the time in the friggin' 1950s in this country? The 1960s? Nope. I imagine most people were wasted. I read that somewhere in the 1800s and the early 1900s, everyone was just like, everyone was drunk. Always. (laughs) I mean. Prohibition was like really bad, actually. Like like there's kind of a reason for it. People were just constantly hammered but that but that's that's neither here nor there different episode that'd be a great episode okay so this is what happens we had hunky-dory america the don draper baby boomer america you put your thanksgiving crap away you do your christmas shopping we'd sit at the table and we listen to grandpa tell stories now it's christmas time tomorrow mom's gonna go shopping i'm gonna watch the ball game whatever what happened was these companies realized like well if people are going to do their shopping if these wives are going to do their shopping on the friday after thanksgiving because no god fearing business is going to make people work on Friday. So everyone's going to have Thursday and Friday off. So let's offer discounts. People are going to be out. Let's offer discounts. Brilliant. That's great. That's American ingenuity. And then other stores were like, we're going to offer discounts. And all of a sudden, one a-hole, one, I don't know who it was. Maybe you found it. I don't know who it was. But there was an a-hole out there that was like, you know what? Let's open early. And they started, I, I have no idea who that was, but you're right. That person is an a-hole. That's a great idea, and you're an asshole. Because what started, I, I just, it started a trickle-down effect of a double prisoner's dilemma. The consumers were screwed, and the businesses were screwed. And I'm going to tell you how, Chris. In a prisoner's dilemma, it's mutually beneficial for us to agree to either shut up or tell the same story. Everybody who knows, snitches get stitches. Right. Tell the same story. Prisoner's dilemma. Do you rat the guy out? 
do you cooperate? What benefits you? So when this guy or gal, probably not in the 50s. Probably, probably a guy. Probably yeah. a guy, Don Draper, he thinks, let's open early. And all of a sudden, he incentivizes everyone else to open early. This means that workers are working longer hours, therefore cutting into the margins that the discounts already have. So you have discounts. What happens when you have a sale is you get customers in the store, and if you get new customers, it makes up for the money that you lose by offering discounts, right? If you tack right. on to that, labor costs for being open longer, the discounts, the, the margins get smaller. And when your competitors do that, they get even smaller. So everybody is incentivized to wake up at, let's just say, back in the day, 9 a.m. That's early, right? Was so, it early? I mean, I know that like Best Buy and Dick's are open at like 10 a.m. on the weekends now, right? So we'll call it 8 a.m. Like, that's pretty okay, early. Call it 8 a.m. Call it 8 a.m. The store's open at 8 a.m. That's an hour early. Come in here, you get your shopping done, get your discounts at 8 a.m. When other retailers found out that this was happening, they too, Chris, were forced to be open at 8 a.m. lest they lose out on the new customers that were already in the door. So this right. is what happens. Now, when multiple stores are open, they both take from each other and they lose money. How are they, they earn less. However, they can't not open early. Otherwise, they'll lose much more money. So they can't just offer discounts. They have to compete based on when things open. And at that point in time, we've got ourselves a race to shopping on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, so, so let, let's break this down for, with the Nash Equilibrium. Yes. So, so you remember the Nash Equilibrium is this two-by-two two grid yep. of cooperate and not cooperate on both sides. Correct. So the optimum situation here would be for none of the stores to open early and just operate as normal. Uh, and maybe even don't give out special crazy deals. Yeah. Just acknowledge that people are going to start doing their holiday shopping on the day after Thanksgiving. And so that way you don't have the additional labor costs. That way you don't miss out on the additional revenue from more expensive items that people are going to purchase anyway. Exactly. If you cooperate, then neither of you has to take a loss. Correct. The worst scenario, it would be if, well, well, the scenario wherein one party would lose is that one thinks, okay, we're just not going to open early. We're not going to give discounts. Right. They're going to lose all their business to the company that does. That's the sucker's payoff. Correct. All right. So then we arrive at the the Pareto, or that's, or is that the Pareto optimum? I think the Pareto uh, optimum. The, no, the Pareto, the Pareto optimum was the first thing. Yeah. Anyway, we arrive at the most common situation, which is where neither of them cooperate. It's because it's in both of their interests to not lose. And the only way they can count on not losing is by opening early and giving a ton of discounts. Correct. More discounts and open earlier. And as yep. a result of this, they can't stop it. And they also can't not participate in opening earlier and earlier and earlier. And that's how you get Black Friday starting at 4 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day. Because they can't not lose it. Once the, once the idea is planted, it spins out of control. And that's from the business side. This is an economics theory, right? Game theory is an economics theory. The game theory insinuates that in order, at this point, it's self-defense. They're not even trying to make money at this point. They're literally trying not to lose money to their competitors. This yeah, is the, the stakes are really high. Time. I mean, like, yes, like you know, depending on how often you do this and how much you lose, I don't know if it's enough on just one bad Black Friday, but I mean, the, the existence of the business is at stake. Like, you could go out of business yep. if you keep losing 
to your competitors all the time. So the, the stakes are, then, are incredibly high. Then something else happened, which is they got really good coverage and people were mad at them, but all it showed was that it was just good PR. Now that's the business side. I want to toggle over to the consumer side and how we are screwed. You want, you want to toggle? Toggle. We're toggling. I can tell you're back into corporate land. Let's circle back over there. Next week, I'll, we can do it in an email. Let's touch base about after it. After the holiday. <laughs> we'll touch base after the holiday. Are you available <laughs> at 10 Are you available at ten a.m. on Wednesday after Thanksgiving? Um, <laughs> yeah, meeting, meetings are great. Send me an Outlook invite. Uh, so this is what's happening to the consumer, too. Because if you're a person that, like, you love Thanksgiving, whatever, but you're, you know, say you're raising like our mom did. You had two boys and a husband, and you're like, you know, they're passed out and they're children, and, like, I'm going to go... 15 minute drive. I'm going to go pick up some wrapping paper and a couple gifts. I'm going to hide them or whatever. And it doesn't bother you as a, as a person. If the stores are open on Thanksgiving, there's no reason for you not to do that. You save some money, whatever. And then, so the stores are like, if we open on Thanksgiving day, the people who are like new customers that they'll come in the morning on Friday and the scary people will be out of the way on Thursday afternoon. But if you're trying to get discounts and there are plenty of people in middle America that use good Friday or good Friday, black Friday could be, (laughs) It's American Good Friday. That's a very, very bad Friday. Friday. Terrible, awful, terrible, horrible, no good, very bad Friday. More people died on Black Friday than Good Friday. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) When you put it like that. Okay, so. I have a soundboard. You, you and these fucking sound effects. Okay, God damn, <laughs> shut up. You're, you're so, like you're like Dwight in that one episode of The Office when they're having the Dundies, and, and he has control of Michael's soundboard, and those guys are like bullying Michael, and he's like, "Oh yeah." It's exactly yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's a great joke, Chris. Okay, I want to talk about Black Friday. Okay, so the consumers, here's where the consumers are screwed. Because if you don't get off your ass on Thanksgiving night, you're not going to get the discounts. It's literally that simple. So now you have to participate. And if you are not only trying to save money on Christmas presents, but like, I don't know, buy stuff that your family needs, because some people have done that. The discounts are so good and have historically been so good that you can't sit on your ass on Black Friday if you're in middle America. There's just too much savings. If you're trying to get a new TV or whatever for as a gift, that's fine. But if you're trying to stock up on like food or any stores that are participating in this, you can't reasonably sit on your ass on Thanksgiving. And so now the stores are incentivizing people to ruin Thanksgiving. And as a consumer, you are now in a place where you also cannot not participate. This is a spiral of epic annoyingness. And what has happened is that it ruined Thanksgiving. But then, Chris, we have two beaming white lights, one of which is the greatest thing that's ever happened to humanity, the Mariah Carey. Correct. Mariah Carey happened, which she's around on Black Friday. You bet your ass she's around. You're damn right she is. Two shining beams of light. Beam of two light other shining one. beams of light. <laughs> two other shining beams of light. Beam number one, Jeffrey Bezos. Beam number two. Oh, God. SARS novel coronavirus two. And now Black Friday happens back again on Friday. And we have come to a situation where do we as humans have the ability to rise up and not participate in this horseshit. So Chris, tell me what happened in 2020. Well, first of all, I'd like to congratulate you on alienating literally everybody on the political spectrum by saying that Jeff Bezos and coronavirus somehow saved Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Um, was it was nice knowing you, everybody. Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> uh-huh. He did. He saved song. us. He saved us. Please take me to the, to the Mars, Jeff. Thank you. Well, the, the thing about this... This this Black Friday consumers are incentivized to shop early and early. It's crazy because like they're not 
it's not like the store is going to run out of discount. They're like, mm-hmm. okay, shoot, everybody, you know, we're we're out of discount. Although I guess I do do professional or a, a promotional stuff like, you know, first hundred shoppers get a free snow globe or whatever. Yeah, but like they run out of stuff. Yep, they're just you can't get it. So you like see videos of people sprinting into the stores as they open and like fighting each other over like frying pans and shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. Yeah. So, so like you said, pandemic. yeah, pandemic sucked. Yep. This is, I mean, it's horse shit. Correct. Uh, but it did fundamentally, well, it, I'm going to say it didn't fundamentally change anything. What it did was push a trend that had been growing for some time with the rise of cyber Monday and online purchasing into the extreme. So now it's really the norm for people to do a lot of their shopping online. Uh, it got amplified in 2020 uh, because people just couldn't shop. I mean, those of us who, you know, cared about the well-being of others didn't go out and shop on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, and in a lot of places, people didn't have the option to do so because a lot of the retailers uh, remained closed, like your Best Buys right. and your Targets, like they, they weren't open. So the only option that people had to do their Black Friday shopping and take advantage of the deals is to order stuff online. Obviously, Amazon, major retailer, but a lot, a lot of online ordering is available for most of your big box stores, like your Walmart.coms and, you know, whomever else. So yeah, That's 2020, exactly 2020 amplified, it, it, it accelerated a trend that was already established as the information age uh, took off and became like the age of the internet of stuff or whatever. But Nick, one of the, one of the things that worries me about this is that uh, the supply chain crisis, like as we record this now, yeah. like there's a supply chain crisis. I don't really know what that means. Uh, I know there's a bunch of crates sitting on boats and docks and stuff in California, and there's not enough truck drivers to deliver them. So I don't know if that means that the stores are going to have a harder time or if people buying online are going to have a harder time or, or if there's like a specific sectors of goods that are more affected than others but i'll tell you what it means uh, chris it means you're getting a gift card from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe this will be the year where everybody just gives each other like experiences like let me get oh, you i will give get, you let me the buy you like a massage you've ever had in your life for real I'll rub that buy back. someone buy someone a massage buy someone a spa day buy someone a, tickets to lagoon or whatever if you live in salt lake yeah i i mean i i, I completely agree with you so cyber monday comes along and we were talking about this section of people who they want to participate, but they don't, they're not crazy. Those people now shop on Cyber Monday and everybody should shop on Cyber Monday. It's basically like Amazon Prime Day, which is, you know, basically Black Friday in July, right? It's just whatever. So now because you have the ability to shop on Monday, you're like, I'm going to be, I'm going to enjoy being hung the F over on Friday like a grown up, and I'm going to listen to Mariah Carey and I'm going to watch my kids stuff leftovers into their face until they leak. Now, I remember on Black Friday for us, remember a tradition that I tell people about a lot is we play, you like that? Leak Leak is a great verb. That's, so, gross. That's gross. So and in Rock Springs, Wyoming, we had a mall in Rock Springs, Wyoming, kind of. It is JCPenney and a Herberger's, which is sort of like a there were two. There were two malls there. There was, a, there was a mall and there was like a shed. And in the shed, there were stores. <laughs> there were several rooms in that so, shed. Next to the mall was, well, pretty close to the mall was the ice arena. And our mom, a couple of times, would take us to, they had stick and puck, which is you pay two bucks, you get to play with your friends, you play hockey. Because it's not like basketball or football. You can't just grab some dudes and go play because there's, there's only one place that you can skate. And so it's hard to get availability. So she'd drop us off, she'd go shopping. It was a great, happy Black Friday memory for me. So I, I look at Black Friday very fondly. Now, another 
interesting thing that happens on Black Friday are marketing opportunities. So there have been a couple of marketing opportunities that have come out of Black Friday, Chris, that I find uh, hilarious and also positive. So we've heard of Cyber Monday. Well, on Saturday is something called Small Business Saturday. And that kind of lends itself to what you were saying, buying someone a massage, or you can buy something local. You can buy something yeah. local from your local shop. People love, people love local shit. Yeah, like, like, like yeah. in D.C., people love local so much. They'll, I mean, farmers markets are always, always busy, and I'm sure that's true for every town in America. Yeah. Uh, sidebar: I learned from somebody who used to work at one of these places that a lot of the food that's supplied there, like that's not coming from farmers that are like yeah. living just outside of town in some utopia. It's, it, it's, it's food distributors. The only difference is their Cisco truck is smaller when they drive in from Delaware. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, it, it, it's still a cool thing. I mean, yeah. Everywhere in America has entrepreneurs who are trying to sell their small business product, like their their pet grooming or their motorcycle repair yeah. or their jacuzzis or you know wh- wh- whatever it is. You you have this cool marketing opportunity where people can go blow their wad at the big box stores on Friday, yeah. and then on Saturday they fill in the gaps and they find the niche stuff and they go to businesses that don't have the luxury of advertising all over the place and having all kinds of crazy discounts, like 90% off of bullshit. Like right. They yeah. need more. They, they, they can't afford to take the losses that the big box stores can. That's part of their game theory calculation. Their risk right, tolerance exactly. is just lower. They cannot. Yeah, you're right. They, they don't operate at a margin where they can offer discounts on products that they need to move. So small business Saturday was a response to Macy's and other uh, brick and mortar places opening their doors on Thanksgiving night. And what has happened out of this is like what I'm finding more more likely scenario is that people find places that they didn't know in their community sold stuff. So it's 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 a recruiting yeah. tool as well. It's advertising for the small business. You go and they're like, I'm gonna spend twenty bucks at a candle from this candle maker. Oh my god, they actually have food that I like, and I'm gonna eat the food now. And I go there a couple times a year, and I like the food in my mouth, so I pay for it. And that wouldn't have happened if you don't buy into this other thing. So that's that's the humans rising above game theory now there's one other the, thing. Hum, the humans rising above game theory i i hope that's the memoir of this show when they, <laughs> the when humans they rise it. well because it's i love i've loved doing the show with you because it's like i know logically what should happen and then often humans will collectively be like mm, nah fuck that that's how it kind of happened a lot we've noticed that a couple times in various episodes that we've done where people will just be like ah, that's going to be actually my limit and then the math nerds will be like well your limit should be at the theoretical bottom and they're like no this is good it's weird how we can kind of collectively do that. And we put our foot down on Thanksgiving. And I, I love that. Okay, so two things. One thing, there is a hipster thing where record stores that sell vinyl records have Black Friday deals that are absurd. And they, they hold stuff that, like, you've never heard of, that it's not Googleable, And they hold it on Black is, Friday. Isn't that, okay, isn't, isn't that the whole point of record stores is to, like, find yeah. cool shit you've never heard of? Yeah, so Black Friday, it's even crazier. And then... There will be bands that, and I know that I know for a fact that the Gorillas and the Lumineers, two of my favorite bands, have done this, where they will release a four-song EP, two of which have remixes or something, and it's like a tiny little record, and it's available on Black Friday. I had an ex-girlfriend, and I went Black Friday shopping at a record store once, and I got there at seven. That shit was gone. They already, had, already at seven a.m. The hipsters were like, "No." This is Small Business Saturday? No, this is records Black Friday. The record stores oh. do stuff on Black Friday. So you know who else does cool stuff on Black Friday? There are some stores that I really like. Actually, there are two that are whatever, and they've used it as clever marketing tools. Um, so I'm going to talk to you about those places right now. So this is a little blog that was written by... I want to... Oh, P, uh, is this a blogger? Oh, the blogger's name is Presh Tallwalker. 
Press. That is water. rad. Love it. So these are facts. I, I Googled them. There are, so REI, which owns a bunch of brands, including like Adidas and Athleta and like some of like athleisure brands, they don't allow people to work on Thanksgiving or Black Friday. They're like, it's a four-day weekend. Get the hell out of here. Enjoy your life. Apple uses Black Friday as they do something that's called um, showrooming. And you showroom. Well, I showroom. You don't showroom as much as I do. I showroom at bookstores. No. You know what showrooming is? No. So when you go to a store to see what's out there, and then you look up how much it costs online, and then you leave and you buy it online. Oh. Actually, you know what? I have done showrooming at bookstores, and uh, it turns out they also must do showrooming because the stuff I find online is exactly the same price as in the bookstore. But so it's cheaper in the ebook. Yep. <laughs> yeah, my bad. So uh, uh, Apple encourages showrooming. They're like, come on Black Friday. If you are here in the store, you take this thing, and it gives you 10% off at the Apple store or whatever. But Cards Against Humanity... <laughs> this is a great sentence already. Cards Against Humanity, they are hilarious. So what they did on Black Friday, they well, they started a Black Friday stuff back in 2012. They wanted to mock mainstream consumerism. So they started a Black Friday sale where you pay what you want. And this is an interesting game theory study that someone should write about. The average cost of the game that they were doing was $5. The average amount of money that people paid was $4. People voluntarily paid $4. Why? Everyone's like, you know, I'll take the discount. That's what I'm saying. Like, it should be like $0. I'll pay $0. Yeah, why, yeah, why wouldn't you just pay nothing? I literally, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> then a yeah, year later. I, 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 I don't get this. Like, what? I, it's one thing to be irrational. You know, it's one thing to have biases. And it's another thing to just like straight up look a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah. Like you can have this for free or you can pay for it. Like, you know what? I'm going to pay for it. Like, like what? Yeah. Do you know what one of the best days of sales in Cards Against Humanity history was? It was in 2013 when they did an anti-Black Friday. <laughs> Guess me what that, ask me what that means. What's an anti-Black Friday sale? It costs more by a lot. What? Best, best day of sales they ever had. Okay, was that in terms of numbers? Did like more people buy stuff or was yes, it just because they sold more units? What? Yeah, and you know what they did? They donated all of it to Wikipedia. And then, Chris, they weren't done. A year later or two or three, or is it two or three years later, on Black Friday, they asked people to buy their bull crap for $6. Is, is, is Cards Against Humanity a subsidiary of It's literally, you know what it reminds me Amazon? of? Amazon? It's Twitch. It's what, people what, asking people. This is so dumb. They're not done, Chris. Dumb. They're not. I mean, they're done. not done. They got one more. I have one more for you. Recently, their most recent thing. This is so great. They sold people nothing for five dollars. Are you kidding me? So, Cards Against Humanity have been donating stuff to various charities and Wikipedia throughout all of these little pranks that they were playing, and that was kind of the fun. Like, yeah, I'll buy Cards Against Humanity, give it to Wikipedia, it's a Wikipedia donation, whatever. Okay. When you bought nothing. Those motherfuckers just pocketed it. <laughs> <laughs> they pocketed it. It's, it's, it, it, it's just Patreon. <laughs> yeah, literally. And like, every, like they just gave it to their staffers and they made a bunch of videos apparently like, I'm going to donate this and then I'm going to go get lunch. Incredible. Yeah. Pretty. God, how do I, stuff. how do I, we, we gotta, we gotta do something like that. We gotta, we gotta charge for our podcast. This is charge, a podcast charge course. a fee for this episode. Ugh. It's a premium subscribers only. That seems really hard. All right, Chris, let's get out of here on Black Friday. I want to end with a list of of places that is not 
Do we get to everything? Because I want to talk about a list of places that are not open on Thanksgiving well, Day, for the love of God. But do you have something you want to say? We should talk about that. Well, yeah. As a matter of fact, I do. Yeah. Uh, I want to introduce a little bit of gravitas, but also it's kind of funny <laughs> in the disgusting way. Okay, okay. okay. Um, there is a website called blackfridaydeathcount.com. Uh, over the last two years or so, back at it again. Yeah, I'm not going to everybody. <laughs> uh, over the last year and a half or so, I think most people have kind of just become numb to seeing like deaths as a statistic. Like at, at this point, I think like 780,000 Americans have been killed by the coronavirus. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, it, it's absurd. Uh, horrifying, in fact. Yeah, it's a plague. It's However, really a plague. Yeah. Uh, in contrast to that, not as many Americans have been killed on Black Friday, but Nick, there is a, a there's a trackable number of people who have been injured or killed on Black Friday. Uh, and it's done by this website, uh, blackfridaydeathcount.com. So right at the top of the website, there are 14 deaths and 117 injuries that occurred as a result of the activities on Black Friday. Like <laughs> shopping, like people running into stores, buying shit, and losing their minds. Uh, in 2020, two people died. Uh, they were shot and killed at a Northern California mall on Black Friday. 2018 had a bunch of separate incidents. Uh, it looks like there were five of them. Uh, two people died in those incidents, and uh, several others were injured. It's like some guy got shot to death in South Keys, Ottawa, in a parking lot. Uh, someone got wounded at a shooting inside the mall of uh, inside a mall in New Jersey. Uh, two people got stabbed at Macy's in somewhere called Destiny. I don't know where that was. <laughs> Oh my oh, God! Chris. Uh, oh, this is this is a good one. Glance at attractive woman sparked Memphis mall shooting. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, that's not funny. Did they die? Of all the ways to bury the lead. Like who who <laughs> shot whom? <laughs> uh, yeah. So th- th- these go on. Like woman hurt during stampede in South African mall. So no deaths in that incident. Just somebody got trampled and uh, and hurt. I want to scroll all the way down to a couple of incidences that happened in 2011, Chris. And uh, this one sounds like a, literally a short story or a skit from Saturday Night Live. Los Angeles, air, Los Angeles area Black Friday pepper spray attack. <laughs> Injures 20. Someone someone brought stuff to the to the fight. And then that same year, there was an off-duty cop in North Carolina that pepper sprayed shoppers. <laughs> You know what? You gotta wonder if this guy's like, all right, I'm gonna take control of this crowd. He's just like feeling nervous and antsy and just like has to fuck some shit up. Cause like, cause like, like you know, you know, there's a non zero, actually, probably pretty significant portion of law enforcement officers who only took that job so they had a legal excuse to kick someone's ass. Yeah, on Black Friday. And so, like, this guy's like, all right, I'm gonna take it upon myself to go in armed and I'm gonna pepper spray some people. I don't care what happens. I've seen The Office. I know it works. It's it's interesting that you say that because it's it, well, it does work. First of all, holy crap, does it work? Bear pepper. Yeah, spray twenty also, people injured. Twenty bo- in both accounts, both times, twenty people were injured. So that was like pretty good data there on how nice how round number effective the pepper spray is. South Park did a three part trilogy on. Uh, oh, I guess a three part is a trilogy. Excuse me. 
<laughs> the redundant police. They did a trilogy, back to back to back episodes on mocking Game of Thrones and Black Friday. And in Black Friday, they had because there's always a South Park thesis. If you look for it, there I love them so much. I'm obsessed with them. There, the end of Black Friday was the one of the players in the trilogy was the reporter from Channel Nine News, and it was it was console wars, PS Five or Four versus the Xbox, and which console are we gonna get? And it's Bill Gates, and it's Sony, and it's George R R R Martin. That's those, yeah, those are those episodes of South Park. But at the end, the South Park thesis was the winner of all of this, Chris, decidedly, is Channel 9 News. Damn right. They win Black Friday. So we're going to get out of here with some recommendations, Chris. Do you have any recommendations, anything that you're watching, doing, or any any advice for people? Uh, yeah, watch the Lions. Look, they're going to win. <laughs> it might not be tomorrow or next year. Is that a soccer the next team? several years. Yeah, watch, watch plenty of football. Get into sports. Be patient with the people in your life who aren't into sports because they're going to feel tempted to give you your space and let you explore your interests. Yeah. Uh, you got to be patient with those people. Just let them do their thing. should be a welcoming environment when you watch sports, but make sure to watch Detroit Lions football. It's a Thanksgiving tradition, as American as any other. That's right. Wake up early in the morning. Go get some ice. Go run some errands. Go mow the lawn so that when you sit down, everyone can be like, hey, he's been up since 630 this morning. He's been up. He's been doing stuff. Let him watch his his football game. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, We're going to be back uh, after the holiday. And yeah, we'll be back in December. We've got some stuff. We still want to get to some true crime stuff. And we're going to do some movie reviews. We've got a bunch of stuff planned. We're going to start putting these these bad boys out more frequently. Like, rate, review on Apple Podcasts. Chris, see you when I see you. Thank God for podcasts.